0: This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 36. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm here today with my daughter Bridget again. And we are going to do a second part of our Enneagram podcast that we did, which was number 33. And so we're going to continue on tonight with more Enneagram. Hi, Bridge. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. And <laughs> last time I, well, last time I think I told the audience that we were together, we were both in Michigan, but now right. we're in separate, separate states. So we're recording long distance. Yeah,
1: this is a big experiment. Um, (laughs) I know. So (laughs) at this point, uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode of our Enneagram podcast, I would stop now and go back and listen to it um, because learning your type and knowing your type is going to be really important um, going forward with the information that we're about to give you.
0: Yes. And that was episode number 33. And we went through all the nine types and kind of gave a pretty good overview, I think, of the different types and um, their characteristics and how Enneagram started out. And so I think we got a pretty good um, base going there. So hopefully everybody understood it and was able to figure out their type. And now we're going to move on, right?
1: Yeah. If you paused it and when listened, welcome back. (laughs) Uh, Now you know your type. (laughs) Uh Um, And we're going to start out by going into the wings of your Enneagram type. Um, And the wings are the numbers that are adjacent to your type on the Enneagram, on the little circular symbol uh, that we use to represent all nine types. And um, they work by kind of adding another flavor or a different layer to your main type. Um, Because the Enneagram is not so much a box we want to put you in um, based on uh, your personality type, but uh, you have nuances and there are different things that affect how you show up in the world as your type. And the wings are a part of that.
0: I think it was described as like the second side of your personality, your Mm -hmm. wing, your more dominant wing, because I guess you have both wings the way I understand it.
1: (laughs) Yes. But you have one that's more
0: dominant for you.
1: Right. So for example, if you're looking at the Enneagram on the circle, uh, I'll use my type. I'm a type one. And so my wings um, will either be a two or a nine. And that's all they can be. It's only going to be a two or a nine, whatever is adjacent to you. So if you're a type four, for example, you're either going to have a three wing or a five wing. Um, And most of the time, the wings manifest um, as like a dominant side. So I would describe myself as a one wing nine, because nine is what shows up more
0: in my type than two. And I'm a seven. And so I can Mm -hmm. either be a six wing or an eight wing. And when I look at the personality types on Enneagram, I consider myself an eight wing. Mm -hmm. Because my seven- And why, why is that? Well, as a seven, I'm um, nicknamed the enthusiast, which means I like to do a lot of things and have a lot of you know, balls in the air and do a lot of um, exciting things and just kind of a lot of distractions, where the eight is more of the kind of dominant type personality and more of a decision maker and more, mm. is that how you describe it? And, yeah, and that's the challenger. Me. I definitely that do like to challenge authority. Element. Yeah. I like, I like mm-hmm. conflict and things like that. And so, you know, that rings true to me as an eight. So I would consider myself an eight wing and not a right. six wing.
1: Yeah. And, right. and your main type, you would, you figured out your main type is a seven because that's where you typically operate from. Absolutely. But if you yeah. were to show up with your six wing, you might be a little, uh, Less um, wanting to be in charge, a little more aloof, perhaps. Um, right. A bit, of a bit of an entertainer. Usually seven wings, wing sixes show up that way, uh, right. but still both sevens. So for me, with my nine wing, um, nines are typically, as we said in the last podcast, they can be a little go with the flow, um, a little more internal, uh, don't like to rock the boat too much, Um And so I find that shows up in my personality a lot where um, instead of being critical and overbearing and uh, resentful outwardly of other people where uh, like a one wing two might be, um, I I get more internally critical. And I can also be a little bit more laid back socially. I um, kind of let people do their thing. And maybe part of that might be because I studied the Enneagram a bit and have been working on that. But um, I think that's how the nine shows
0: up. In my personality. As part of your personality.
1: Yeah, as my wing. My and therefore wing. your
0: wing. Can you, hear, mm-hmm. can you hear the dogs wrestling in the background? I'm sorry if you can.
1: A little <laughs> my bit. Dogs,
0: my <laughs> dogs decided to start wrestling all of a sudden. But Once I guess again, that's okay. it's a veterinary life coach school podcast. So. Exactly. So I guess of the I, have to, I have to deal with the dogs. So yep. it is, is what it is. Okay. So what else do we want to so, say about our wings? Well, I would want I would suggest
1: that once you are pretty certain with your main type, um, and you've studied that a bit, um, look at the types adjacent to you, read about them, um, and see which one might, uh, which flavor shows up a little bit more in your main type, um, and that's probably your wing. Um, uh, a three-wing four is going to show up completely different from a three-wing two, though they might have the same. Uh, childhood trauma, as we like to say, uh, and they might have the same motivations and fears. They're just going to behave and have a little bit of a different nuance to them, depending on the weight.
0: Does that make sense? Absolutely. It does. Great.
1: So yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we need to go through and talk about every single type, but, um, I think that's a, that's an important layer. Um, if you're on your Enneagram journey, and figuring that
0: out, yeah. Because when I first read all of the things that a seven is, I didn't quite think it was me. And I think it's mm-hmm. because of the wing. I think if you yeah. if you are having trouble identifying what your type is, that doing that wing a little bit of that wing work will help you narrow it down. Because um, I think then you can understand better that you really are like I didn't think I was a seven, but I really am. But my eight wing right. is is kind of where I relate. A lot of times, right? Yeah,
1: I definitely I I feel that too. Um, I see the nine tendencies show up in me, but like the more that I read about a type nine, I wouldn't classify myself as that because I'm pretty. I don't think I had the same struggles that a nine would have. I'm pretty was pretty sure of my type, um, and I will typically stand my ground when I think I'm doing the right thing or um, I want to go. A different way from the group.
0: Right. And with me, the sevens are oftentimes described as being scattered, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like that, that word bothers right. me, <laughs> even though it's true. And then when I right. read about that, I, when I read about the eights and they're decisive and confrontational, I'm like, "Oh, that sounds more like me, but it really isn't. Cause I'm not, right. I can oh, be I that, that, but I'm too. not. Super that you know. That's I not feel like, that way
1: too about being a one. Like the the anger and the <laughs> criticism and the judgment. You don't want being that. <laughs> that. Like, yeah, I don't like, necessarily love that about myself. But right, um, yeah, being being a chill nine that goes with the flow and is kind of like internal and everything is really more fun. Me, but I yeah, but it shows up. Like I see that in myself, and right. um it definitely is a component more so than a two wing. Because I think if I were a two wing, I might be. Uh, a little more like I I put that stuff on myself more than I put it on other people. And if I was the one with a two wing, I might be a little more outward with my uh, criticism and I might. Critiques and yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, Yeah, but you never, you don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know, I know that you. Because I kind of want to
1: people please like a nine would. I I don't want to like upset other people or like make them feel bad, but. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting when you start studying yourself, how, how some of the things that you know you are, you want to deny. <laughs> but the more yeah. comfortable you get with accepting your faults and your weaknesses, the better person you become and the more yeah, growth exactly. you can attain.
1: Yeah. And I also I think another important thing to point out is when you do find your main type, you might see some of the other wing. Like I I definitely see two tendencies in me. Like I want to help people, and sometimes I do it because it comes from a place of wanting people to like me. But I, I definitely have more weight in the nine than the two, right? But I, see, yeah. but both show up.
0: Well, and, and that I might think not be the
1: case for you. It might be the case where you have a really strong, like you're in a nine with a really strong eight wing, and that's just it. Like you don't, you don't right. see any of that one. Or you yeah. might be a really light, light wing person, and you're like, no, I feel like I'm all eight. Like I don't really lean one way or the other. So, some of that is a lot of uh, personal journey and doing a lot of your own looking into yourself and your own research
0: introspection but I found it to be
1: super helpful yeah Um, especially for me being someone that needs to be a little more assertive as a one like I I because I have that nine tendency I will uh get I I think I bring on a lot more resentment into my life than I need to because I don't say what I want
0: because you don't speak
1: up for yourself I want to yeah because I want to spare people and I don't want to uh, stir the pot but at the same time so I'm like
0: this
1: but I know what's right and I, I but I can't say it you know and yeah instead of well, playing and you're taking game.
0: you're taking care of other people in that instance rather than taking care of yourself which exactly. is, is being what aware this, of this that is all about is super helpful. right and yeah. I think and I like, think that's one of the right reasons now. yeah no, that's one of the reasons we want to talk about this because we want people mm-hmm. to learn how to take care of themselves and and this yeah. is a way to do it by understanding yourself better yeah, so you exactly. can take take care okay. of the of of what you need rather than what everybody else needs, and th- and that's part of your your enneagram journey, right? And mine is so, to quit being so scattered. That work? <laughs> <laughs> as we is, were preparing for this podcast, so, yeah, you well, don't always as,
1: show up so scattered because you
0: have that no. Alien. I don't little, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I can be more directive, but. Totally. I see that as one of my weaknesses. So mm-hmm. it's something I definitely have to continue to work on. So, okay. So is there anything else we need to say your... about wings or do we want to move on from that?
1: I, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's not that much, it's not much deeper than that other than it adds, right. um, it gives you a better understanding of the relationship between the types. And yeah. it also kind of opens your mind to how the Enneagram is, is more of a, spectrum of types and not, you know, a placeholder that you're stuck in. Right. Uh, you are kind of like a little left or right of one or whatever number
0: you are. Right. And you're growing, uh, always
1: growing. Well, yeah, let's get into that because okay. um, not to be confused with your wings, you don't grow into, you kind of just have them. Um, that's you're just a part, there. like a, a little extra um, accessory. It's like yeah, an attachment. Um, Exactly, a little attribute. Um, So, for the um, the next thing we can go into is lines, the lines of integration. So, if you look on your enneagram circle, you'll see how they're all connected. And we talked a little bit about this in the first podcast, but um, the reason that they're all connected is because the the lines indicate. a way in which you can grow um, as a person in your personality type or um, where you will tend to go when you're disintegrating sorry and going into uh, stress or unhealthy levels of your type. Um, Anything you want to add? So
0: growing or stressing and disintegrating is kind of what we're talking about. Growth and stress.
1: Integration and disintegration or growth and stress.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, so it's just it's just two things, not four. We're talking about <laughs> yes. straight straight lines in one in one direction or the other. <laughs> so in one
1: direction you're I growing, make that clear. And in the other direction you're <laughs> not growing. You're going into an unhealthy, darker place. Um, okay. Yes. So, uh,
0: how should we get started on this? Well, maybe maybe we should start part. with the different types, and say where they go when they're growing and where they go when they're stressed yeah sure
1: okay so let's start with does that um, make
0: sense
1: i think that makes a lot of sense okay so Uh, let's start start with with
0: with one since you're a one yeah
1: oh i was gonna say um let's start with nine three and six because those are a unique uh trio that are
0: all on their little lines that are connected to each other okay i like um does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's the triangle. So if you're looking at the enneagram symbol or circle, you will mm-hmm. see that there is a triangle in the middle of it that connects the six, nine, and the three. So if you're if you don't have it in front of you, it's just the triangle in the middle of the circle. Yes, um, right. Yeah, that's correct. So okay.
1: um, a type. Let's start with type three. Um, okay. A type three in growth is going to go towards a type six. So when a type three is healthy, they, um, act out the healthy, uh, attributes of a type six. And when they are in stress, they will go towards type nine. Um, a type six will become more like a type nine when they are growing and a type six will become more like a type three when they are in levels of stress. Um, again, nine, uh, goes towards three when they're growing and goes towards six when they are in stress. So they are in a huge loop that goes on. It's a lot easier to see it visually. So I would
0: highly recommend looking up, uh, in any grammar, drawing one. For yeah, yourself. it sounds very confusing, but if you have the d- mm-hmm. diagram in front of you, it, it's a little bit easier to see. Yep.
1: Okay. Okay, so moving away from those types, um, type one is going to go to seven when they are they are in an area of growth, and towards four when they are in stress. Uh, Type two. So so we keep going.
0: Well, let's just. I feel like this is a
1: confusing way to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's give an example of a one going from going into growth towards a seven, and what that might mean. And that's an easy one for us because we're a one and a seven and mm-hmm. sure. we're connected. So let's talk about that a little bit and maybe use that as an example. Sure. Okay. So
1: the way that I've found this to show up most in my life um, when I am working on personal development and growth, and of course, I am by no means
0: perfect as much as I would love to be as You're a You're very one. evolved though, because you study all these things. And that's why I wanted you to come on the podcast because you do, you do study all of this and you really embrace it. Well, and what I was going to say is through all of it.
1: A lot of it is becoming really aware of your types, tendencies and not acting on them. So for me as a one, my growth um, state Is seven. So my line goes towards seven. And that doesn't mean that I become a type seven in growing. Like it doesn't mean that I will move along the line and become that type. And then I have to start over and then turn into another type. It doesn't work that way. Um, But my level of growth means I'm letting go of the things that I want to act on as a one. So that means instead of being overly critical or, Needing to be right or needing to be good or perfect, or um, it means letting all of those things go and showing up um, spontaneously. I usually act that way when I'm a I little am more scattered. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, well, <laughs> I act out the healthy types of seven, so right, not the I'm gonna scattered be- part. Yeah, I'm gonna be more carefree, um, loving life, more go with the flow. Um, I will be able to laugh at myself, uh spontaneous. Uh what else? Um, I don't know. I have a bit, I, think- I have more of a sense of humor. Um, and I'm not so uh internal and worried about um how I'm showing up in the world. I find that when I'm more at an average level of a one, I'm a little more contained and I have a lot of bubbling inside of me. But when I'm a seven, I'm a little, I'm, I let that container go and uh,
0: show up just as. And let out your sense of humor sense of and myself. let out, yeah. let out. Yeah. I let, let out the fun. I let
1: out the, exactly. Exactly.
0: Right. Um, so that's
1: how I show up. And, but I think it's true with all of the types. A lot of it is. Finding like we were just talking about this with you. You said mm-hmm. um as a seven, it's like not needing to fill the void and not needing to right.
0: So if um, I'm a have seven, going on all the time. Yeah. So my seven so goes to a, goes to a five in growth, mm-hmm. and so the sevens have a tendency to be focused on um, spontaneity, and and when we get stressed out, our fear is of. Of, we want to avoid. We want to avoid pain.
1: or in pain. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. We don't. We don't like pain. We don't like negativity. That kind of thing. We're not so, having enough. Right. Right. So yeah. Enough so we whatever, over overdo, overconsume, overcommit. You know, all of those things. Which I I do all those things, and so fives are more centered and content with life in general. And so that would be my area mm-hmm. of growth. It's just to be more content, not to be A looking for the next shiny thing, right? A healthy five. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would go when I'm growing. If that makes sense. That's
1: right. Yeah, yeah. being uh, grateful for what you have and not, And yeah, not, not always wanting more, more. Needing to distract.
0: And yeah, because one of the things that sevens do is they just try to over over-accumulate, over accumulate over.
1: It's always on to the next thing. It's like, okay, right. what's next? What's next? You need to right. be busy
0: or Right. Yeah. Rather than concentrating Occupy on what it is and yeah. And doing something well and, enjoying and being content with it. Right.
1: Have you so ever that um, seen that play out? Do you have an example of like when you feel like you've been in a more healthy state and you've let go of some of your seven tendencies?
0: Um hmm. I, I don't know, right off the top of my head, not a really great example. But I do know that um, if I, if I notice myself being very frantic or wanting to like distract myself with just like getting on the Internet and that kind of thing, and I start to feel very anxious because that's or what happens. Another project. Well, that's what happens to me when I don't when I'm going to the unhealthy seven is the anxiety like I'm not busy Mm -hmm. enough, I don't have enough, I've got to do, 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 do. And I start to get super stressed out. If I can realize that I'm doing that and then settle in and just try to be, you know, even the meditation or reading or something like that. Or even if you just just focus, like for
1: sevens, maybe focusing on one thing
0: would be a good way to grow. Mm -hmm. Just like,
1: take all of the other distractions away and be like, right now I'm going to be here and do this thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's something that I have to do. Like if I, if I'm writing it, like if Mm -hmm. I'm trying to write something like a blog or something, I, I definitely have to struggle to turn everything off, you know, shut Mm -hmm. the phone down, shut the TV off, you know, just be, just be in that writing space. And if I can do that, then I'm much healthier And I produce much better results. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Did that do you think that developed over time, like throughout your life? Oh, absolutely. See yourself as a younger Sabin not being aware of that? I mean, you didn't know about Enneagram, of course, but I I think people tend to naturally develop.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, I've always been, I've always been one of those people that tries to do like way too much and consequently always feel like I'm not, I'm not excelling at any one thing because I have too many things Mm -hmm. going on. And so, yeah, once I started to figure that out and realize that that was to my detriment, that I wasn't, I wasn't doing things well, I was just doing them and then trying to mm-hmm. change that, yeah, that's definitely an area of growth for me. And it's a struggle. It's not something that comes easy. And I think that's what people have a tendency to, to forget is that your basic, your basic personality or your basic type is, is as you get more aware, it's going to be easier to expand and to grow. But right. it's still somewhat of a struggle.
1: Well, I think that's a really good point that you bring up because, uh, as I said earlier, you're not trying to grow into a different personality type, but you, right. you are constantly more healthy throughout your life. And even during the day, you're uh, in flux between – on those two arrows. So for me yes. as a one, I'm kind of always going between four and seven. And even like today, I had moments of both. Like I definitely mm-hmm. woke up in more of a four state today. And that's my yeah. – I- place of it it, that's my place of stress place of stress so so when I am in an unhealthier level I'm going to be a little more woe is me um self-pity lots of emotions and feelings and feeling like the world is against me and like I'm the one who has to do everything all the time like I get that way (laughs) um and I Yeah, and I I definitely had some of that this morning and being aware mm-hmm. of that and being like okay, yeah, I'm beating myself up and feeling sorry for myself. Um got me back kind of into my normal one state of like okay, like let's go do something. Right. Um and yeah, um but then I I definitely had um places where I was being a seven today. Like for example, I went out thrift shopping and that's not something I normally do. <laughs> I went out right. with no aim no um n- no, no agenda uh, idea agenda nothing in mind i yeah. just spontaneously was like i'm going to go like see what's out there and try on some clothes and maybe nothing will be great and maybe something will be awesome and that yeah. was me like trying to act out my healthy seven side of myself and right. be a little you know spontaneous and just do something different
0: yeah um so yeah, all day long good. you're
1: kind of yeah but
0: it, but being
1: aware of it and like knowing what i need to do in a, on a day where I wake up and I'm already in an unhealthy level, um, right. helps me a ton because mm-hmm. just be, just being aware, uh, but I'm always still a type one. So, like, right. as I'm out thrift shopping, I'm like, um, I have my, my color palette <laughs> out, and, <laughs> and you're
0: still trying everything on, and it has and to I fit have to, to try perfection. Everything and... <laughs> it has to fit
1: right and look right and <laughs> go with my aesthetic. Yeah, right. but, but I am like being, you know, so I still have my essential nature in there.
0: Right, right. Uh, Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so where were we? I do I have to, I was do... Supposed to go with that? No, that was perfect. Um, I think I think know, it really helps to hear your... when I go bad. Oh, anecdotal stuff. Yeah, seven's gone bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll <laughs> <Let's> hear that. <laughs> when I get really ugly, I turn into a one. Seven's gone one. <laughs> yeah, seven goes to one, which basically for me means I become more judgy. And accusatory yeah, about we talk other people, about, that kind of Yeah, thing. how does it show up in your veterinary life? Oh, it well, it absolutely does. If if we have a really busy day and and I think it's a little bit of my eight wing too. I think it's a combination <laughs> of my eight and my going negative one part Carrying of my that into your stress. Yeah, area. exactly. I get very um I I basically blame everyone else for the stress that I'm feeling. <laughs> I want to put it on everyone else, and I mm-hmm. I think that's part of the unhealthy one. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I want to be critical.
1: Wanna, being
0: oh yeah, I'm super critical, and and unfortunately because I have the eight wing, it'll come right out of my mouth too. You know, because <laughs> my personality. Yeah, that's is a pretty that's a pretty seven trait too, though. Well, yeah, absolutely, it yeah. is. Yeah. So yeah, when I get stressed, everybody will know about it, and Mm -hmm. it'll be out there, and I'll say things that I really don't want to say or do things I really don't want to do because I'll try to put my stress on others, and I can see that. It's also
1: interesting. I mean, we don't really have to get into this this too much, but we have the the one fall into the uh, anger center. Um, Oh, Yes. And I so can that get comes out more with you,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. It it's really interesting, but yeah, when I read that, I was like, oh yeah, that's why I can get kind of ugly when I am really stressed <laughs> out, and you know, and I and I think about it from the from like a disc standpoint, or even the um, Myers Briggs, that that's part mm-hmm. of my personality, but but Enneagram, <laughs> it rings true because when I get stressed, I go to that one direction, the unhealthy one,
1: right. I think that's an important thing to point out too. I often find, um, let's just like go on a little tangent here for a second.
0: Okay, that's Um,
1: okay. I find that Enneagram helps me in a more practical way um, to Mm -hmm. grow, becoming aware of that, because the way that you grow in Enneagram is all about like releasing the stuff that you have taken on to be your personality type from a young age. So as a young one, I took on like, you need to be good in order to be loved. And so that means criticize yourself and criticize everyone else for not being perfect. And the more that I'm aware of that, and the more that I can let that go, the more that I just show up as my essential nature. And I feel like that's a practical the, the enneagram is a more practical way to look at personal growth. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it absolutely does because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't keep you stagnant. I think it's a the all the arrows and the circle and everything. It's it just to me that representation is it's fluid, right? Like well, and where growing. I was going
1: with that is my my Myers Briggs type um, is more the way that I think and the way that I show up as a human. So I rather than I find it I find it less expressing. I find my Myers Briggs type to be less of a way that I work on growth but more of a way of understanding how my brain works and like why I need what I need sometimes. Like why I need to go into my gotcha. shell. Yeah, like mm-hmm. being an INFJ, I'm like I need that alone time sometimes. And often when I'm in a group of people, I don't say a lot because as an INFJ, I'm taking in a lot of information and observing and making connections. And um, so my thought process is not verbal, like my, my natural, Mm -hmm. uh, what am I trying to say? My natural state of being. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that helps me see like, what I need and be more accepting of myself. Whereas Enneagram I see, I think I said this in the last podcast, but it's like an X and Y axis where my Myers Briggs right. is my my X axis and my Enneagram is like how I'm working on myself and growing. Right. Yeah. And letting go of the nurture part of my life. Whereas right. I, I think I view Myers Briggs as my nature part which is like this is the brain that you were given and this card. is how it works. And yeah. Enneagram is what I got from parents, family, school, that right. stuff. Yeah. And how and you, to, and how to how let you that develop.
0: go. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let go of exactly. the, the unhealthy part of, parts of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or just, just be aware and not act on it all the time.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Anyway,
0: that was my tangent. Does that make no, sense to you? No, I liked it. Oh, yeah. Makes okay. a lot of sense. Yeah. Do you see
1: that with with you being an ENFJ?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Because that's that's the way I think, mm-hmm. and and that's not something that that you that you'll, kind of naturally change. operate. Well, right, and yeah, I'm not I'm not really going to change that. I can't change, I can't change I can, the way that. Yeah, go ahead. It helps me understand myself better to understand mm-hmm. that part of myself, like you said but it doesn't help me to understand how to grow. Whereas I think Enneagram gives you some tools. Like how, what am I doing that is unhealthy for me? And how do I move towards more health mentally Mm -hmm. and behaviorally, I guess is the way I look at it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. All right. So as a seven, I go to a one and a five. Mm -hmm. And as a one, you go to a seven and a four. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so So, every type
1: has one of those um, lines. Um, I don't know if you want me to continue going through all of that, or if it's better just to, um, for people to...
0: Well, you already went control. through the six, nine, and three, and we went through the one and seven. Do you want to just finish the other ones? Because there's not that many more. Sure. Um, so two becomes more like four when they're in growth
1: and goes to eight in stress. Um, and we talked about that last time too. Uh, so and that four goes to one when they are in growth and goes to two. When they are in stress, five, uh, is more like an eight when they grow and more like a seven when they are in stress, we covered seven, uh, eight becomes more like two in growth and eight will be more like a five when they are in unhealthy levels.
0: Okay. That should be all of them. Yeah. I think that is all of them. Mm -hmm. All right. So. Is there anything else we need to say about the integration and disintegration? Oh, I did have something I wanted to bring up. Yes, yes, yes. Um,
1: exactly. That's exactly where I was going to go. Levels of integration and uh, – or actually, I wanted to go to um, a low level of integration and a high level of integration okay. um, and what that looks like in your type. So when once you've kind of discovered these things, you know um, what type – what, how your type manifests when it's in stress and how, um, what you look like when you grow, um, then you can start to work on integrating the Enneagram. So at a low level of integration, um, you might be said to be trapped by your type. Um, a lot of your behavior is going to be driven by your core fear or your uh, reaction to your type, and you can't really access um, the other types. So you're going to be really stuck in your tendencies. So maybe a one with a low level of integration is going to be someone that um, doesn't realize that they're being overly perfectionistic or picky, and they're going to take that out on on people often, um, and not understand why people don't meet their standards, um, why people can't, I don't know, do it right, be better, be more serious, be more responsible, doing everything right. Yeah, and they're going to be very unaware of that. They're right. going to just be like stuck in their view of the world. And that's a low level of integration. So and all the types can show up like that. Um, and they may or may not know anything about the Enneagram. Probably not as much. I mean, some people work on their personal growth without having to know anything about that. That's a right. tangent. But it's a really um, good tool. So. Okay. Yeah. So at a moderate level of integration, um, you may have become a little less reactive to your, um, uh, your core behaviors or your core fears, but it still kind of drives and motivates um, your behavior. Uh, the wings might be a little bit more accessible. So once you're a little more aware, you might realize that like oh i have this um 7 wing i'm an 8 with a 7 wing and i can kind of lean on that a little bit more to not be so um not be such a bulldozer i can be a little bit more spontaneous and fun and joke around with my 7 wing um but you'll be a little you'll still be a little conflicted and not uh have a lot of control over um when you're in a stress situation um you'll kind of act on those uh,
0: negative behaviors and negative thoughts that you're having before you think about it, because you're not fully mm-hmm. integrated. Right. So uh, I,
1: I have to keep using myself in, as an example because I, that's what I've studied the most. Um, but maybe me, um, when I first learned about the Enneagram and I found out that I was a one, um, um, excuse me, at a low level of integration. I didn't want to be a one when I found that out, when I was told that, um, by a five, uh, he was said, well, you probably would never wear ripped jeans and you probably, um, needed to have A's in every class. And, uh, yeah, he really like got to the core. He called you out totally. Yeah, I cried. And (laughs) I finally (laughs) accepted that that's what I was. Um, So once I knew that I was getting into a moderate level of growth. And I was way more aware of my need to be critical and perfectionistic and not want to show up and be present unless I felt like I was at a level of perfection. Um, And like being aware of that, but still kind of being controlled by it, not knowing how to let it go. Like it was a compulsion. Right. I have to show I have to show up looking this certain way or I have to um, act the certain way because what Well, what if I don't, you know, I would be letting go of this like whole identity that I have. Um, So that was maybe moderate integration for me is is knowing it was there, but not um, taking any steps to uh, let those things go. So still kind of being confined, but knowing that there's freedom out there. Does that? Um, do you have anything uh, to add about that? Maybe from a sevens point of view.
0: Mm, well, I mean, I'm I'm with you from the standpoint of when you first do your enneagram and you start to read about it, how you want to run away from it. You know, like yeah. I said before, that that scattered word and not not focused, and you know, you feel called and, out.
1: Really, I, it shouldn't well, be right. like a oh yes, I'm so excited to be this type. It's it's right. kind of it can be painful because it's a lot of. Um,
0: like it's a kind of like a box you imposed on yourself without knowing yeah. it. Yeah, and it's kind of yeah. it's kind of basically exposing the weaknesses that deep down you might kind of suspect that you have, and that you've right, been trying to hide from the world. From. And then you mm-hmm. have to be like, oh yeah, well that's really me. And so now I have to own it. And I think that's stressful. You exactly. know, that's like, like the like, first oh, time. Yeah, yeah, and and you have to own it and say, oh yeah, that's really me. And I mean, I've I've experienced this in many, many other areas when I try to approach any kind of personal growth where you Mm -hmm. always want to deny that, that you have anything wrong with you, you know? And I think that's part of my seven is that fear of, you know, um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's part of it, but it's just when you get to the point where you're like, oh yeah, that's me. And you have to embrace all of the, the goods and the bads with your type. Mm-hmm. That you start to become aware, then you can start to, you know, use it as a tool to grow rather than, you know, something to kind of beat yourself up with. And I think right. that's important that you don't sit there and say, well, I'm ai am a seven, so here's all the things wrong with me. Y- you yeah. have to embrace the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, I could do that all day, day you know, and be
1: like, I don't right. want to be a one. But, you know, right. but the good thing is, is that you have another side to you, that is free from that. So, let me get into the high level of integration. Yes. Um, and that's when you have this sense of letting go, like the sense of release. Um, your core fears um, and your concerns are not controlling you anymore. Like they're always there. They're like a little friend in the back of your head, but you just say like, not today and move them to the back. <laughs> and um, you can, you are understanding and you're moving beyond your limitations of your core Enneagram type. And that's like really hopeful, right?
0: Because right. I, I see that Very with myself as a
1: seven. I admire sevens and I, I'm always like attracted to them as friends and as people because um, they're so... They're just so like carefree and silly and funny and like um, have a million things going on and like I really want to be like that. And the cool right. thing is that I have that in me. I just have to let go of the perfectionism and the, the oneness that I've held on for ha- onto for so long.
0: And once you realize that, then you can start to do it. Exactly. And every time aware, has that. you wouldn't right exactly. Right. And that, that's the beauty of studying this stuff is do you, being able to – Do you ever feel like that
1: it. with like your – now that you're more aware of that, do you like – is there a part of you that kind of strives to be more like a five? Oh, yeah. without realizing it?
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because if I understand the fives correctly, they're the kind of people that are, you know, basically happy, but they're also very – um I don't know if the right word is studious, but they're kind of, um, you know, they're, that's exactly right. Yeah. They kind of, they like to study things and learn things, which I've always, they're
1: always like accidental masters of something that they're really interested in.
0: Right. And those are the people that I envy, the people that are like, oh, they're so smart and they know all these things and they're so focused and then they're so calm, you know? Yeah. So when I, when I look at people like that, I say, oh yeah, I really do want to be like that. And, and it's difficult, you know, but it, but there's value in, in knowing and, Mm -hmm. and working towards that. This just brought up a thought to me, um,
1: going off of that, like how people are mirrors in your life. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard that before or thought about that concept yeah yeah um how (laughs) you can like for me as the one I can tend to be really critical of people that are just like me like I get, I can get really annoyed with, and and knowing the Enneagram, I'm like, oh, they are a one, like,
0: of course I'm annoyed with them because I'm annoyed with myself. <laughs> well, that's true of <laughs> anything. If people are really like true. you, they tick you off and it's because you're you seeing often, negative in you. You
1: often, exactly. And you often like the people that you either, you see yourself in, like parts of yourself and you want to be more, you want to let that out. Right. Um, And I I see that with sevens. I'm like, I want to be like you because look how free you are. And I feel like I'm in chains a lot of the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, it's, I think that's so interesting. Well,
0: and I also think on that same, that same level is your area of disintegration. Those people Mm -hmm. annoy you because when you go negative, you see them in you. And so they annoy you as well. I've I've had that, you know, where I've been. You think so? Yeah. Give me an example. Well, when I start to get dad is a one, right, and so he can really annoy me if I get. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Well, and if I get stressed out by something, and then he brings that that same kind of one energy, one energy, yeah. Yeah, then I'm just. That's very annoying to me.
1: You're both kind so, of on the same level. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense.
0: Yeah, and that's probably that's probably when we clash. Like if if we're both in that situation. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's really interesting.
1: I and had I a moment. That's this is interesting too. Knowing that um, dad is the one. If you don't mind me bringing that up.
0: No. Um, go ahead.
1: But there was a. A moment when I had first learned about the Enneagram, it, we were—I was actually working on the videos for it. So I had just edited. Um, I also talked about this in the last podcast. I was making a Enneagram video uh, series of all nine types. So we interviewed one of each type um, for these people that were experts in the Enneagram, um, and I was showing uh, Dad my video, and in preparing to be critiqued. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I I knew he was going to say something critical and I being a one, like, don't, I want to be above criticism a lot of the time. Right. Like, so I'll try to show up so that people can't criticize me. Super and so prepared. before he could even say something, I said, I know that's a little out of focus. Like I know. And he was like, oh, I was just about to say that that's. Little- <laughs> and like, we had a bit of like a and fight said, about of it. And I was, yeah. Well, it was interesting because he was he felt criticized by me wanting to point out what he was about to criticize so we had this like weird like tornado Critique. of oneness <laughs> yeah. Like he felt, he was hurt because he felt like I was cr- being critical of him for of his knowing crit- that he was like to criticize that. And I wanted to be above criticism. So I wanted to point it oh out before gosh. he had a chance to. That's amazing. And so we had to sit there for a second and like, I had to talk it out a bit until I, and then I saw the light bulb like go off in his head and he was like, Oh, whoa. Like we both did the same <laughs> thing, but with different motivations. And like That was mind blowing to like, know that there's other people out there that maybe have the same, like they operate the same way as you, but because their paradigm is completely different or their agenda or whatever they're focused on, like you might clash, even though you're the same, even though you're the same type. type. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's super interesting. And like, we were both getting on each other's nerves because we were both doing the same thing. (laughs) and like being aware of that was incredible like it brought us it brought us closer
0: right because you were like oh now we get it yeah that's amazing exactly Exactly. yeah (laughs) it was really awesome it's so yeah and then we were both able to like let that go and laugh at it like continue on otherwise Um, if you were unaware you would have just continued to fight over it probably
1: yeah we would have fought with each other but like Mm -hmm. because I I like had at the time the enough awareness to be like oh, I know why I did that. And then I know why you were upset because I did that. Like, yeah, yeah. it makes it easier to be accepting of other people and be accepting of yourself when you make a mistake or you fall into your, like, uh, core behaviors and fears and um, things that often drive your typical behavior.
0: Yeah. And that's the beauty of this whole thing is if you can start to figure yourself out, then when you have Mm -hmm. interactions with other people, out in the world you can understand them better and then have yeah, you can conflict. create you can create a soft landing for yourself and for other people right yeah yeah that's that's what's and i I maybe that's coming from a thing. really
1: one perspective because not everyone else is criticizing everyone else but yeah that's the way but i, I, I say
0: yeah i mean maybe that's because i have the part of the one in me when i go to stress but um that whole critiquing thing. But I just yeah. I just think that the more you can understand yourself, the better you will be at relating and understanding and being accepting of everybody else. And mm-hmm. that's super important when you're out in the world, I think. So that's the beauty of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, I wanted to read the one quote of my oh, anya yeah, thought. Yeah, read that. That and was really that. good. No, it's along the same do. lines. That'll be kind of a good um, way to start to kind of wrap this up a little bit. Yeah, yeah I, I think so that, too. Read that quote.
1: So, this is my anya thought. Um, if you haven't, if you listen to the first podcast and you haven't signed up for the daily anya thoughts yet, but you know your type, I would highly, highly recommend um, signing up for the the email um, because you'll get an email every day. Um, For your type um, and it has little tips and little um, thoughts for uh, what you can work on during that day Um, and it's from the Enneagram Institute so they have all the credit for that I've just found it to be a helpful tool but this is mine from yesterday and it applies to all the types Uh, it reads be aware of the transformational process no matter what type you are our old personality patterns change without effort on our part in proportion to the depth of awareness that we bring to them. Which is
0: very cool. Yeah. That's so a great. Quote. You
1: can change effortlessly just by knowing how you tend to show up. Right. You don't have to actively force yourself into any other kind of state.
0: Yeah, it's more of just understanding where you're at. Just be aware and watch it show up and don't react to oh, it. That's, that's what happened with you and dad. You are aware. Mm-hmm. And so exactly. you were able to avoid that big conflict that probably would have happened otherwise. Yeah, exactly. And then build a stronger relationship, which is so cool. That's right.
1: That's what it's all I about. I know. That's what it's used Amazing.
0: for. Oh. Huh. Yeah, right, so I well, hope this I'm was just, helpful um, oh, and I made more so sense. I, so I hope everyone enjoyed we'll it. More of
1: these.
0: Yeah, we'll try to do more because I really think that the more we talk about it, the more I get out of it. And I've mm-hmm. got to think that other people will get something out of it as well.
1: Yeah, perhaps next time we can the, talk about the uh, three um The instincts. centers. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I meant the... Uh, um, self-preservation, uh, social and sexual types.
0: Oh yeah. 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 That's another, an entire level. Um, Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. that. Let's do another one. So come back for more.
0: Yeah. Please listen again. If you enjoyed listening to us On this podcast, um, go to iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a good review. If you have any questions, you can reach me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. That's my email address. Um, You can find me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any of those places. If you have any comments or if you have any requests for the podcast, I'd really appreciate that. Um, anything else you want to say, Bridge? Uh, if you want to listen to a one talking to a four acting
1: more like a seven, check out my podcast, oh, eat yes. my hat, <laughs> which has yeah. nothing to do with personal growth, but everything to do with having a good time and Just having uh, fun. thinking lots
0: of thoughts. Yeah. That's your personal growth journey is your podcast. It is eat my hat.
1: spontaneously putting out my thoughts. Right. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. And it's fun to listen to. So it's, it's totally different than this podcast, but it's still fun. <laughs> it was a I good time, me and my husband yeah. talking about yeah. whatever we want to talk about. Talking about random things. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, So I really appreciate Thank everyone Thank you so listening. much for having me on again. Yeah. I'm so happy too. I'm so happy you were able to do it. And, um, Bridget will be singing Carmen in a couple of weeks, so I will be down there. Yeah, and, Mercedes in Carmen. Oh, Mercedes, yes, but you're but you're yes. in Carmen, yeah, that's correct. So anyway, so if you're into opera, check that out as well. And if in Louisville, in Kentucky, Louisville Kentucky Opera, Kentucky. The Brown Theater, right? In a couple of weeks. All right, babe. Thanks so much for doing this podcast. I really appreciate it, and okay. um, we'll you. do it again soon. Bye.